0: Hello again, thank you for joining me for our study of the Gospel of Matthew. We are looking today at Matthew 4, the rest of the chapter. Last time we looked at the beginning, verses 1 to 11, which was the the temptation in in the wilderness. Now we're going to continue on with the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, proclaiming the Gospel at verse 12, and then we're going on all the way to verse 25. But we'll start with verses 12 to 16. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he came and lived in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, toward the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness saw a great light, to those who sat in the regions and shadow of death, to them a light has dawned. So, Matthew jumps ahead now to the time after the arrest of John the Baptist, just before Jesus begins his work in Galilee. In verse 15, regarding this phrase, Galilee of the Gentiles, the Orthodox Study Bible writes, The term Galilee of the Gentiles indicates that many non-Jews lived in the region. Having a mixed population, it was not considered a genuinely Jewish land even though many Gentile residents had converted to Judaism during the Maccabean period. Because many of the Jews there had been influenced by the Greek culture and its customs, they were generally considered second-class citizens by the Jews of Judea. So once again, a very important scriptural idea that Christ goes to those on the fringes, he goes to those who are cast off, and he identifies with them, He identifies with us at the fringes of the human experience to be with us there, to offer us a way back to him. We also see this playing out in his choice of Capernaum as his home base because that was a northern city. And if you look at the, the story of Israel, danger always came from the north. So in Jesus, the Messiah, even the people of the Northlands, Even the people who represent chaos and death receive the light of Christ. And this reminds us, of course, of the resurrection and the descent into Hades. Again, Christ goes to the fringes, even to the point of of death itself, to meet us there, to offer us a way back to him. The rest of the chapter, verses 17 to 25, is the beginning of Jesus' ministry and the calling of his disciples. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They were casting a net into the sea, since they were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. Jesus called them. At once they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus traveled through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of diseases and sicknesses among the people. His fame spread into all Syria, and they brought him all who were sick, afflicted with various diseases and torments, people possessed with demons, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Great crowds from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan followed him. Jesus begins his preaching with the words, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or the kingdom of heaven draws near. And we see that Christ's first words of preaching echo the ones of John the Baptist. Repent. And really, that word is a summary of the entire gospel. Because repent, repentance, really means to make a 180 degree turn, a complete shift in our focus. It's not just feeling bad for the fact that we sin. In fact, I would argue that feeling bad for the fact that we sin is what motivates true repentance. But True repentance is to turn away from the darkness of sin and towards the light of Christ. And when we hear this word repent in the Gospels, there's a bit of Greek grammar that we need to appreciate because repent is always done in what is called the aorist tense. The aorist tense in ancient Greek was one that did not have a specific time signature to it, and it implied an ongoing action. And every time you read repent in ancient Greek, it's, it's in this aorist tense, which implies that repentance is not just something that we do once and we're finished, but repentance is a way that we carry ourselves through our life every day, every hour, every minute we have to make that choice to turn away from sin and to turn towards Christ. Verses 18 to 20, we find Jesus calling his disciples and leaving their nets really means leaving their former way of life, Verse 22, James and John at once left the boat and their father. See, fishing was the family business, so they completely left their old way of life. We turn away from our old way of life, and we turn to following Christ, and we do that regardless of the cost, going back to the temptations. There is nothing in this world more important than discipleship with Christ. In verses 20 and 22, we find the use of the word immediately or at once. This is a big word in the gospel of Mark. When Christ calls these men, they make this decisive move without any kind of hesitation. Now the Galilean ministry is in full swing. St. John Chrysostom writes about Jesus traveling through Galilee. He says, because they being weak could not come to the physician, he as a zealous physician went about to visit those who had any grievous sickness. The salvific ministry that Jesus offers us is a ministry of healing us. And all the healings that we see and the exorcisms that we see, this is all part of proclaiming the gospel in acts instead of words. It is the kingdom of God. It is the reign of God, the rule and the will of God. The Orthodox Study Bible notes, the crowds do not swarm Jesus when he commands repentance, in verse 17, but only when he begins to heal and work miracles. This fact shows that the people misunderstand the true nature of his kingdom. Jesus' ministry creates quite a stir among the people, but not for the right reasons. They are there to see this show, to see this spectacle. He is there to call them to not look at the external signs, but to look instead within themselves, to look into their hearts to root out the sin that is in there, to acknowledge their need for the the grace and the love of God, and to experience even greater wonders than the ones that he is showing them in all these healings and exorcisms, to experience the glory of God's kingdom. And that is about, again, changing their focus. This is all about repentance. That's the essence of the gospel. That's the essence of what it means to repent. Next time, we will move on to a very important part of our Lord's earthly ministry in Matthew chapter 5. Thanks for listening to this episode of my podcast. You can find my podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, YouTube, and on my ko account. And you can find links to all of that on my website, fatherajarmus.com. That's F R. A-J-A-R-M-U-S dot com. Again, thanks for listening today. Until next time, take care, and God bless.